<laughs> All right, what's up, everybody? This is Bob's Three Toad Warriors, and today we are talking quarterback debates. We're going to break down the top 24 quarterbacks, and that show is going to start right now. Welcome back to Word on the Streets. This is Bob's Three Toad Warriors from Studio Studio 1329, and it's the Fantasy Football Hump Day Happy Hour. Too many words, still sticking with it. This is the second happy hour, and uh, it's going off without a scratch. It's beautiful. Love it. Flawless. Let's go. <laughs> so uh, we're going to have the guys go around, introduce themselves, tell you where they can be found. Kyle, why don't you go first, sir? Oh, yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It's good stuff. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at KyleFFFellas. You can follow uh, the SmackDown handle, FS Smackdown Pod, the Fantasy Football SmackDown, dropping at least once a week right now, uh, getting set for uh, 2020. And, uh, yeah, I think I think that's it. I, I write for some places. It's on there. Check it out on Twitter. Sounds good. Jernigan? Hey, everybody. At Mike Jernigan, J-E-R-N-I-G-A-N 79 on Twitter. Um I kind of do freelance writing, but most of my stuff recently has been at fakepigskin.com. You can find me over there, and uh, I'm, I like to guest on podcasts whenever I can, and I've been on with Kyle a couple times. Uh, now I'm here uh, with Bob's Three-Toed Warriors, of course. Still Love waiting it. for that that Randy invite, though. That's weird. <laughs> I, I, I've got to invite you back on the podcast that you started. All those, all those, all those years of making him carry around the metal detector. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like he's holding a grudge. <laughs> Who's uh, off the team now? The Mills. I love it. I love Randy, the why don't you, uh, instead of just getting beat up, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, allow myself to introduce myself. It is uh, your boy Memphis at DWZ Memphis. Uh, I co-host the Dynasty War Zone. Uh, formerly with the guy, uh, if you're looking at the screen, to your left, Mike Jernigan. And now I host it with my buddy, Jerry Sinclair. We drop every Wednesday. I do not write because I can barely speak. So who wants to read uh, the way that I would talk? So I'm just hanging out with you guys here on some podcasts. Awesome. All right. I can be found at Bob's Three Toed Warriors uh, on YouTube at Bob's Three Toed. Actually, on Twitter at Bob's Three Toed on YouTube at Bob's Three Toed Warriors. And the uh, shows drop on Monday and Thursdays. And the bonus episode, which is the replay of this, goes off on Saturday. So uh, without any further waiting, we're going to go right to the uh, the breakdown. We're going to go right to the quarterbacks. We're going to go to Dynasty Quarterback Rankings. And uh, we're going to debate probably over maybe number one and number two here. I'm going to lump them together. We've got Mr. Patrick Mahomes, Mr. Lamar Jackson. So uh, anybody want to defend one of these two? Anybody want to? Destroy one of these two. Good luck destroying these guys. Well, I'll take a a minor swing at Mr. Jackson. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I I would. It's not that I. Is it repeatable? I guess that would be my biggest question. Is is can we do it again? Yep. Um, I I'm very nervous about 401 passing attempts last year, and what's going to happen as more and more film you know, comes out on this guy. No, I love his mindset. I love his work ethic. You know, the t-shirt that he wore last year, nobody cares, work harder. I firmly believe this young man's looking to get better at being not only a football player, but a thrower of the football. But to take him where he is right now, you're drafting him basically at his absolute ceiling. I don't think he'll ever leapfrog Patrick Mahomes, especially in that offense with the weapons around him. So, when you're this high up the mountain, there's nowhere really to go but down. And that's my fear, especially in a startup. Now, if you got him last year or in, in pre, you know, his rookie year in 2018, then you basically hit the lottery and you can cash out. You can hold. You're kind of in, in, in a great spot. But if you're doing startups right now, you're kind of gambling a little bit because all these defensive coordinators have been locked in their basements and rec rooms and God knows where else they <laughs> drafted from. And they've been doing nothing but crunching Lamar Jackson film. And it's not like, you know, we haven't seen this, this movie before, you know, young quarterback takes the league by storm and he doesn't have another pitch. He's got a great fastball, but once people pick up on that, what, what's next? So it's, I'm not saying it's not repeatable, but based on where you have to draft him, that's where my nervousness gets in. So I'll, I'll throw it back to you, Bob. All right. 
Anybody, uh, anybody disagree with that or agree with that firmly? I, well, if I may, um, something to kind of piggyback on what Randy was saying is right now kind of coming out is Lamar Jackson is sort of doing this thing where he's courting Antonio Brown. And mm, if they bring awesome. that guy in the locker room, like we saw what a debacle he was last year, you know. So you bring him in the room, it could screw up that whole team chemistry. And, and you already have the, you know, injury risk with running as much as he does, which, you know, he was fortunate last year, but is that sustainable? And all the, you know, things that Randy talked about as far as repeatability, I think, uh, I think he's definitely a candidate to fall down a spot or two. Yeah, I could uh, totally agree with that. And I think that's part of the reason why he's getting pushed behind Mahomes. Plus they, they often say that the running quarterback doesn't have the same longevity, right? Uh, typically over time is the guy who can sit in the pocket and use the arm more than the legs and all the beat up getting beat up so much. Yeah. And he led the league in passing touchdowns last year. I mean, I, I think that a, if you're looking at a normal year, if he get if he's around 900 rushing yards every season, he's obviously going to be top five. But I think when you're looking at the passing touchdowns, I think you're looking somewhere more in the range of 25 to, you know, 28 would be still spectacular. I don't think you can expect 35, plus 30 plus out of Lamar Jackson year after year. And you got to pay right now a top four price in the super flex leagues. Um, you know, I have them in a, I have in a few spots to hit that lottery Memphis was talking about. I cashed out on, in one um, just cause I felt like it wasn't a contender and I like the return I got for him right now. I don't think his, his value is going to be any higher. So this is the time to do it. Um, if you're looking to get out, this is it, you know, it's easy to say like color by numbers. It feels like a little bit, but I mean, legit, I mean, the guy just came off a spectacular season they're called career years for a reason. He might have had his in year two. Yeah, I can take that. Uh, I don't know if we can really argue with Patrick Mahomes at spot number one, can we? Can the we only thing that? I would say I would bring up is Tyreek Hill is such a wild card, and he's had run-ins with the law. And if something else were to happen and he did miss a substantial amount of time, like I'm not sure that offense is that good. And then you had the news coming out about, you know, Williams is going to opt out for the season. What if – Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just isn't as good as we all think he's probably going to be. You know, what if he's just a myth? They don't have much of a backfield at that point. Um, and, again, the Tyreek Hill thing is a, is a real concern because he has some serious allegations against him going back to college. So that would be the only reason you might fade Mahomes. I don't think anybody actually would fade Mahomes, but th those would be the reasons to do it if you were going to. Sure, sure. The Kansas City Royals won't fade him right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so real quick while we are talking or while you did mention that i was going to mention it and i didn't uh the COVID thing with uh williams backing out uh backing out opting out of the season i thought that was kind of interesting uh it's kind of the first bigger name offensive uh skill position player i guess you'd say to 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 opt out and uh my thought was a smart move on his part you're you're, you're in your last year of uh of the chiefs more than likely you're at least being the starter, maybe only for two games, three games, maybe for a whole season, who knows? But uh, I think he was like, let me just step to the side, blame it on COVID, and see if I can re-sign somewhere. <laughs> That's the best thing I can think of there. <laughs> so last, the last thing they remember is his playoff run, not uh, him getting beat out by a rook this season. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe. What it would be. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it's not like a slick move to me. Somewhere, somewhere Devin Funches is pissed, man. <laughs> You're saying that Williams is the first legit – Fantasy player to opt out, man. I don't know. I don't think we even needed. How about that guy, man? He he keeps moving around and he hasn't played a wink anywhere. And he stole fifteen million dollars last year from the there it is. Yeah, I knew yeah, if I, I just mean, I, I alley ooped it. Memphis would dunk it home. He, he, he literally walked into Chris Ballard's office. He carried out one of those old fashioned canvas bags with a dollar sign on it. I literally got into a, 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 a Brinks truck and, and drove off. But here's the thing. So in, in our Patreon over at the Dynasty Warzone, people were asking us, hey, who does this benefit besides Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? And I think it's DeAndre Washington. You know, they were asking about Darwin Thompson and Daryl Williams. And I'm like, I got a question for you guys. If they liked Daryl Williams and, you know, Darwin Thompson, then why the hell did they sign De DeAndre Washington in free agency and then draft a running back? That tells me they weren't very happy with what they had in the running back room going into this offseason. So I would much rather have DeAndre Washington. And I did mention this, which kind of threw the boys and girls of the Patreon into a tizzy. It's like, what if they signed Devonta Freeman? Yes. He's, yeah. still, he's, he's still out there. 
And yep. if you're Devonta Freeman, I don't know if he's more into money or winning because he turned down pretty good coin from the Seattle Seahawks. So it, it, that would really throw a real monkey wrench. And all those people taking their Clyde Edwards Hilaire victory laughs, I would just literally laugh my ass off at him. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Let's go back to the quarterbacks and let's talk about one of the quarterbacks on one of the shittiest teams in, in the NFL. Uh, let's talk about Dak Prescott on those Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Whatever, man. I see the hat, Kyle. Whatever. That's why yeah. I said it. Uh, for those not, you off on not here, watching uh... and just listening, that's uh, Kyle's a huge uh, Cowboys fan. So I'm going to take my shot because uh, we're doing the top 24 and we're not going to get to my quarterback. So. I was going to say, where's he at on here? <laughs> <laughs> Must have missed him. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Go ahead. Uh, who wants to uh, who wants to uh, protect, defend this uh, third ranking in Dynasty, and who wants to, to destroy it? Uh, I think Kyle, Kyle's better better than than yeah, come to, Kyle, get your man's get get to your man's defense. Here. For I mean, what we saw last year from Dak, it most of the time when you see a guy that he was in his fourth season, he had twenty two to twenty three touchdowns passing the last his first three years, right? And then all of a sudden he spikes out last season and has a huge year, career yards and pass attempts, touchdowns, yardage, all those things. And usually those are the things that you're pointing to like, okay, maybe that's, you know, that's not repeatable. But I think with Dak, I think it really is. I think when you look at it, you know, some some things changed. Obviously with Kellen Moore being the offensive coordinator there last year for the first time, he's still going to be the OC this year, even with Mike McCarthy bringing his crew in he, they did retain Kellen Moore, so I, I think this offense is going to have a lot of continuity in it. Uh, they re-signed Amari Cooper uh, again. Whether you think that's a good football move or not, um, it's going to help Dak Prescott. They have Michael Gallup, who is really grown into a, a solid number two option in this offense, and then spent the 17th overall pick on Ceedee Lamb. I mean, this offense is freaking loaded. They have spent all their resources on the offense and done nothing but help uh, Dak Prescott. And I, I think right now, him being QB three is. Makes, makes a lot of sense. They've, they've built a lot of resources around him. What resources that are going to be there at least for the next two years without really any interruption uh, as far as when you look at contracts and outs and those types of things across the offensive line to the Zeke to the receivers. And the best part about all that is they're spending all this money on that side of the ball, and this defense sucks. So they are going to continue to throw the ball, man. It, they, he's going to be in 600 pass attempt range. I think he's he's about as as safe as you can get. Like I think Lamar, you look at it, the rushing really makes him safe. I think Dak, the volume man, is just going to be is going to be there, and at least for the next couple of years, without any question. So for me, he's pretty solidly the the QB three. As much as we kind of poo pooed Jackson a little bit, I'd, I'd still take Lamar over him. I just it's more like Mahomes tier one, and then Jackson's in that same tier with with Dak for me. All right, anybody uh, anybody want to fight any of that? Anybody no, I, some I, of that. I, I want to champion it. I mean, just, just get out your pad and pencil and let's start checking boxes. W what's Dak missing? He's been a QB1 every season that he's been a quarterback. Check. He's played all 16 games. Durability and availability are great abilities, so I check. Great weapons. Check. Good offensive line. Check. A head coach that has produced QB1 seasons every year that Aaron Rodgers was healthy. And, and they're letting Kellen Moore run the, they're on the offense still. And last year under Kellen Moore, he threw 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns. Check, 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 check. What, what more do you want? I mean, you could gamble, I guess, if you're looking for the new hotness. I mean, there's a lot of Dak fatigue. The only, the only con that I have on Dak is uh, there's no long-term contract. That makes me nervous. Uh, every quarterback that has played on the franchise tag has wound up on a different team. In, in the not too distant future, whether it was Kirk Cousins who did it twice in 2015 and 2016, or whether it was Drew Brees back when it was the San Diego Superchargers who wound up in New Orleans. So I, if they franchise Dak next year, it costs them $37.7 million. If they try it again in 2022, the cap number goes to over $51 million. So if Dak wants out of Dallas, Dak can get out of Dallas. But you know what? I feel like I got at least a two-year asset and I'll have time to figure out the contract between now and then. No, I'm all about Dak as my QB3 in a startup for Superflex. Definitely. Young, athletic, good surroundings, good stuff. All right, before we go on to the next guy, we'll give a um, quick little shout-out to one of the, the viewers out there, Wilson. He says, hey, guys, thanks for watching, Wilson. Hey, right. what's up, Wilson? I mean, what, what, what better way to spend a Wednesday evening? I, I, it is I'm Wednesday, disappointed. right? I'm disappointed that no one did Tom Hanks – Wilson, Wilson. Oh, come on, man. Blank. Oh, 
shoot. All right. Good job. Yeah, dang it. So quick on your feet, Memphis. There you go. <laughs> I'll give you guys all the Vince McMahon. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. I'd be, I'd be quicker on my feet if I had all, all 10 toes. So. All right. <laughs> we're going over to Deshaun Watson. That's a little Bob Sutra warrior joke for you. That was free. Uh, we'll go to number four, Deshaun Watson, out there in Houston. Um, Jernigan? I will take the good side of Watson because I actually – you hate to say you like Hopkins leaving town because he's such an elite talent. Sure. But I think they have a lot of viable weapons now. I think you have the ability to kind of spread the field a little more with Cook and Cobb and you know, even Stills a little bit. Fuller, if he could stay healthy. Uh, Cute and then David Johnson at running back. I don't think he's completely washed up. You know, if he can stay healthy, we know what he's capable of and worrying at tight end. Uh, these are all options that he can use. You know, instead of trying to force the ball down the field to Hopkins because Fuller's never on the field and his other weapons were lackluster up to this point, I think he has a lot of okay options now. So he doesn't have to try to force the ball to one guy all the time who's double covered. I think it just kind of, you know, it it, it 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 sort of gives him another dimension. And we're, we're going to see if he can use it. I'm fairly certain based on everything he's done before that he can. I think he's going to succeed with this. Um, he was – the the Texans were 14th in the league in team offense last year. And I really, truly believe that spreading the ball around, more weapons, I think they can improve on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll save all my uh, my negative conversation for the next guy on the list. I, I, I like Watson, too. Uh, I go back and forth with him and Dak as as my three. Uh, I, I love Watson, and I agree with Jernigan, and I hadn't thought of it that way, but there's a certain pressure when you don't have to deal with that elite. It, it's a good thing to have an elite alpha wide receiver like a De, like a you know DeAndre Hopkins that, that you can rely on, but there's also this thing where you've got to force feed him 160 targets a year. Now there's a little bit more loose. You, you throw, you know, you you go to the call, the the play call that that's made, or to the audible that you make, and you don't feel this nagging thing in the back of your head going, I better look at DeAndre, better better double check him. So I, I'm curious to see how it looks, but man, uh, I'm a big fan of this guy. I drafted him in the Scott Fishbowl, so um, I'm all about DeAndre Hopkins. But I'll argue with you guys here in just a couple minutes. I think we, uh, I think Bob, Bob Fro, I couldn't tell if he was frozen or just making an ass eating grin the entire time. No, there he is. I just, I just didn't like the damn comment, so I thought I'd leave and say, fuck it. <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob left us, Bob left us at his own podcast. He's like, he's yeah. like, there's the pen down. I'm heading home. It's, it's like that one night stand where you wake up and she's so ugly, you just leave her at your house or him, <laughs> or whatever, whatever you do. Been there, guilty. Nice. <laughs> so I'm not sure what I missed, but one of our listeners brought up this little point, which I, I do like. Uh, 60 plus receptions for Mr. David Johnson. Mm -hmm. So, and uh, and I'll go with this other comment from someone else. Yeah, biggest badass move ever. I didn't like the comment. I left. <laughs> Leaving? Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the kind of yeah. That's what I need to start doing. Just get some guests on and it bounced. Yeah, this thing runs itself. Maybe, maybe, my own maybe that maybe that was what Seth was doing. Uh, the best he part about did, this, he did it I, wrong. I have a wired connection, a wired damn connection, <laughs> just so I wouldn't have issues. So all I, right, I well, was truly actually I was truly impressed that everything's been running so smooth with you in your uh, new spot. <laughs> like, this guy is in a freaking garage. Like how the hell? I barely has, I have internet. I'm like I'm like five yards from the router, and this the damn hamster can barely keep up. No, we, we and Chris ran ran a line all the way underground and, and out here and and uh, yeah, you know, hell you got you got too many I got too many kids. Like I said, I didn't pay my bill. <laughs> all right. So uh so I guess you guys uh made fun of me the whole time, or did you keep talking about Deshaun Watson? <laughs> I think we hashed out Watson. I, all right, that'll work. Number yeah, five. I, for, for me, he for, for me, he is – Watson would be my QB5. Uh, I, I think – I don't have him in that same tier with Dak or Jackson. Um, Who do you have for? Just because uh, – someone we haven't talked about yet. You want me to spill it now or <laughs> – Yeah, is it the next person on our list? No. My my okay. QB4 is Russell Wilson. All right. So we have uh, – on 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 the list we have, we have Kyler Murray as number five and Russell Wilson as number six. So they're in that same area. Let's go ahead and uh, and talk about them a little bit together. So Get them, Memphis. Get them. Oh, oh, we, we, we want to go negative right off the bat. <laughs> okay. Why not? 
you know, um, I, I just, I love that, that Twitter is a negative fear seeking missile unless, unless you like a fantasy football player. No one can see the possibility of how Kyler can fail. I don't know. His head coach failed to the point to where he got fired as, at his alma mater at Texas Tech, where he was going to be the OC at USC. And all of a sudden, the uh, the brain trust in Arizona is like, hey, that dude who got fired in college, you know, let's let's bring him over. Man, this reeks of Chip Kelly 2.0 to me. Uh, it has some Baker Mayfield from last year where they bring in the big name wide receiver. I'm not saying the dude's not talented. And, and I see the range of outcome in year two for him somewhere between Baker Mayfield last year and Lamar Jackson. I understand there's a range of outcomes that could go many, many different ways with this guy. And because of that, it's way too pricey for me to be investing in him as the QB5 overall. I know he's going in the second, third round of Superflex startups. Nope. Not even for one second. I have 0.0 interest. There's a lot of guys we'll be talking about here in just a few minutes that I would much rather have later in drafts than this dude at his price. Remember, what's the saying? We don't hate players. We hate ADPs. And at the QB5, get the fuck out of here. Just, just take, <laughs> take, take this. Take, Damn. Take this make a wish. Take this make a wish kid looking fool and take him and and, and his handsome, sweet ass house owning head coach with you. I'll, I'll glad I'll gladly invest I'll, in a different position. I was, I was gonna say, is Kyler tall enough that you can be swearing at him like he, that? He, he can't ride right. It's a good thing amusement parks are closed because he can't ride all the rides. Hey, he's, he's COVID proof. Well, uh, anybody want to defend him other than so, I'll say? I mean, I'll, I'll just say this real quick. Kyler's ADP is round one. Like this guy is legit. And I've done three or four startups this offseason with Superflex. This guy's going top 10. I mean, no thanks. Like, I'm with what you. could possibly go wrong? Yeah. yeah. That, that no, price tag. It, it's wild. And, and when I was on Kyle's show, the fantasy football smackdown the other day, I mean, we kind of discussed these <laughs> Cardinals players who the range of outcomes is just so unpredictable with, with, this offense and how it's going to look and, and, you know, to kind of echo what Memphis was saying, there's a range of outcomes. And I guess if you had to argue for him, it could be that, that, you know, he's going to trend up because I don't think last year he had the weapons to truly run an air raid offense. And I think with the addition of Hopkins, you know, you've got Kenyon Drake and Edmonds and Hopkins and Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald and Butler and Isabella, like you've got enough guys now where you can truly kind of, implement the offense that he wanted to run if it actually works he could be better than some of these guys maybe i mean if you're going to defend him that's the way you're going to go but the there's too many question marks to be taking him where he's going right now nice all right i definitely agree with that he does have a lot of good weapons and that's the good part about it it's a good problem to have it's kind of like a, a problem that dallas has in a sense just has a lot of good weapons around him but he is a little expensive uh, real quick before we move on to the next person, Mr. Uh, Wilson also asked, who's the second best, second back in KC, Washington, Darrell Williams? We mentioned that earlier before we had uh, people watching the show, and that was uh, probably more than likely Mr. Washington. Washington, maybe. the football player. Yep. Yeah, not the team. So, <laughs> uh, just, just in case. So you uh, had Mr. Russell Wilson above Kyler Murray Kyle. This guy is this guy has 30 touchdowns every year in the bag. And all we do every year is complain about how they never unleash him. So let's just assume they never do that. And you're just still getting this top six quarterback every single year. I'll, yeah. I'll take that. He's only 31 years old. So he's, yeah, everybody we've talked about on this list. Uh, it, Dak's not not really young, even though he's only been in the league four years because he came out. Uh, he came to the league a little bit older than some of these guys, but like Kyler and Lamar and Mahomes, those guys are like 22, 23 still. They're super young. Wilson's a little bit older than these guys, but in, in reality, I mean, you're, you're looking at three-year windows. I mean, that's what you're do That's what you should be doing in dynasty. If you're drafting guys like, you know, he's going to be my quarterback for the next 10 years. Like I really hope your dynasty league hangs around that long, but we barely <laughs> know what the hell is going to happen this year, let alone three years from now, four years from now down the line. So for me, Wilson is just somebody that he, there's very little risk with him. He has he still has two really good weapons with Lockett and DK Metcalf, uh, and he gets it done every single year, even despite the fact that they continue to really focus on the run game. So for me, I, I just don't – he's done it for so long. He has such a track record. I just don't really see the the reason to risk it with Kyler especially. And then for me, when it comes down to Watson or, or Wilson, which are fairly close, um, I, I still just give the edge 
to Wilson because he just has such more, you know, uh, production in the, in the passing game. And for me, even though I do like what Mike said about the the weapons overall in Houston are are pretty good. Um, you know, they replaced. We all made fun of them, but they still replaced Hopkins. I thought fair well enough that Watson's value isn't crushed. But Wilson, those two targets in Seattle are better than anything that Watson has in Houston. So. They are. And, and uh, I love, he is yeah, I love very Wilson, elusive man. himself. So. I, yeah, love Wilson. And I, I, I agree with Kyle. I mean, Wilson's been a top 12 quarterback every single year he's been in the league, and that's that's not easy to do. Um, and this could be the worst running group that he's had. I mean, really, because you're talking about uh, Penny and even uh, Carson are questionable for week one. So at that point, you're trotting out Carlos Hyde and DJ Dallas, and that doesn't really inspire confidence in your running game. He might be forced into throwing the ball more and doing more things with his legs. That could even, you know, equal more rushing yards for him. And then you add uh, Jamal Adams on the defense. What the fuck? That could equal more offensive opportunities and production. And I just, I, it's insane to me that people are taking Murray over Wilson. Yeah, and I, I th- the term that I've been sure. using a lot is, is, is fatigue. There is like certain players, there's just a fatigue to them. We, we've had the good fortune of having Russell Wilson since 2012, and you know he's got three top three, um, yeah, three top threes and one number one overall finish. I mean, what's not to like about <laughs> Russell Wilson? Other than like, like his hair, um, he's he's an he's an interesting cat, but I mean, it's yeah. just fatigue. We're we're burnout. We're, we're, we would much rather. It's so weird the way that dynasty owners build. We would much rather take Kyler in round one than wait two rounds and get like a nice running back or two in rounds one or two and then get Russell Wilson. Nope, not good enough for me, Chief. Give me that guy with the sketchy head coach who uh, can't see over anything. Nope. It's just weird. It's just weird that, that we get bored. Like, and I think the same thing would be going on if Andrew Luck was still in the league. You know, he'd be in the league almost, you know, eight years, nine years at this point. Yeah, he's he's washed. And it's just like, uh, no, these guys are still really good. So I, I did not really realize Russ was that. I mean, I knew he was good, but, you know, that many top three finishes. I mean, I know he was always in the in the mix, but good Lord. All right. So not bad. We are 27 minutes in. We got through six out of 24 players. We are two We're cruising. <laughs> um Huh? We are cruising. That's okay though. It's good, good talk about about the players. So let's go to number seven. That's Josh Allen over there in Buffalo. So here's a man who uh, is a little more interesting to a lot of people. A lot of people love him. A lot of people hate him. Probably, probably a little more controversial than the first six were. So actually, most of the next the rest of the guys will be. But uh, Josh Allen. So when you're looking at this right now, like an ADP, this is a huge tier gap. Like you can tier out those top six guys however you want. Um, but when you're talking Josh Allen, this is rounds difference, not picks difference. You're talking almost 20 spots right. um, in ADP right now. So it, it just really comes down for me. I, I think, uh, you know, he has the, he has the floor with the rushing. Obviously it's not Lamar levels, but this is, it's, it's still elite, you know, really. Um, Lamar set a new, <laughs> new standard uh, or, or expectation for rushing yards, but Allen still, I think he has 17 rushing touchdowns in in a, in two years and didn't even play that whole full first season. Continues to run the ball a ton last year still. Uh, and only through 22 passing touchdowns, I mean, I, I think that could go up slightly. But I just don't think he has the ability necessarily to jump into that top six. He has kind of capped right here. I think similar to to Jackson in, in, in a way that this is as high as I think he's going to be. I think there's a few of these names that are coming up here that could leapfrog him within the next year when we're talking about Josh Allen. And for me too, the biggest thing is just is you really have to look at how your QB scoring is. If it's four points for passing touchdown um, versus six, like that usually doesn't make too much of a difference for me, but for Allen, it would. So I, I don't mind him at seven overall. He'd probably be a spot or two lower for me, but I, I do agree with that pretty distinct tier gap. I mean, it, we're talking dynasty rankings here. Josh Allen, to me, is my quarterback 12. I don't trust he's going to be around in two years. He's a... We're kind of like, yes. Last year, he had a 58.8% completion rate. And that is on this... If you were to go down this list of quarterbacks that we're looking at right now, you have to get down to quarterback 29 and Dwayne Haskins to find somebody lower than that. 
He is not an efficient quarterback. He doesn't have NFL accuracy. He makes terrible decisions. You saw him give away the game in the playoffs last year. This is if he doesn't make marked leaps this year, I I don't know that they don't draft somebody next year. Well, so, sorry, where, go ahead, Randy. Where would they draft him? I mean, this is a team favored to win the the AFC East. And, you know, you talk about improvement. Yes, 58.8 is not good unless you had a 52.8 as a rookie. But I bring that up as a point to say that he improved his, his completion percentage 10% year over year. He, he had 461 attempts, so he had almost 50% more attempts year over year, but yet raised his passing percentage. He added 1,000 yards to his passing. He, you go across his, his stat sheet over at – uh, pro football reference, he improved in every single category. I mean, every single one. His passer rating as a rookie, 68%. As a sophomore, 85%. You know, his rushing average is the only thing that went down. He, his yards per rush went from 7.1 to 4.7, but he had nine rushing touchdowns. I mean, this is a guy that he's going to plateau at some point. Yes, I agree. But I can also argue that I don't think you've seen the best of Josh Allen. Could his, you know, And this is a team that's investing in Josh Allen, what they do for his sophomore season, brought in John Brown, brought in Devin Singletary, brought in Cole Beasley, drafted Dawson Knox. What they do this offseason, they brought in Stephon Diggs. This is a team that continues to build. I'm, I'm no, I know we got a Mitch Trubisky fan in the house, I'm pretty sure. This is what happens when you take a limited quarterback and you build an offense around him. You know, the, the head coach, I'm drawing a blank on his name. You know, they they know he's limited. They the offensive coordinator knows he's limited. So what they do, they put him in a position to be successful. He's done everything. He and Lamar for the class of eighteen. It was supposed to be Baker, Darnold, and Rosen. And the real fantasy goodness has been Allen and Lamar because they're in better situations with better head coaches. So no, I think six is too high. But I think this is a guy that if he takes another step this year and maybe one more final step in year four, you may not hate it as much as people think. All right. We got a love little hate there. Let's do a slide over to Carson Wentz at number eight on this list. He is uh, end of the Sean McDermott. Top. There we go. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who the hell is that That's guy? There? He's bald, you know? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, so, yeah. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> barely, barely. <sighs> That's why I got my good side, not my bad side. Sorry, Carson Wentz, <laughs> my bad. Carson Wentz, nuts. who's also not bald. Um, <laughs> who wants to what, talk about what? the man that needs to stay healthy and have receivers on the field to have someone to throw to other than his tight ends? Anybody want to talk about that guy? Before Kyle does, because Kyle, as the arch rival of the Cowboys, should speak on this, what does Marcellus Wallace look like? He's Marcellus Marcellus Do you remember Pulp, Pulp Fiction? Are you kidding me? He's oh. black. He's bald. God dang it! You guys are the pop. The pop culture references on this show have got to pick it up enough. I I had never <laughs> seen Pulp Fiction to be honest. What? I'm what? leaving. <laughs> Which button removes yes? Hold on. One of these buttons removes the ejector yes. buttons. Yes. God dang. All right. Keep going, Kyle. I could have I could have sworn it was on. I recorded the other night. I saw it on oh, the that was the wrong button. channel. There we go. I'm just me now. All right. Welcome to pop culture 101 on the streets. <laughs> well, I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying about when number eight. No, get him. No, no. he's just, he's no. got very limited weapons. Elshon Jeffries in danger of being placed on the pup already. Um, it it's a lot to ask to Sean Jackson and uh, by the way, who's had his own issues off the field. Yep. Uh, and and rookie Jalen Rager to shoulder like a huge load in this offense and and you know if Jeffrey were to retire because he's not a spring chicken anymore and Rager just turns out to not be very good how long does it take to turn this team around again and you know Wentz might be struggling for years yeah I, I, I'm I'm team and pro team. Wentz just spent a second right, here we go Jalen Hurts I mean so I I got him in the third round go ahead take it. No, I'm gonna let, let you. You were talking about Jalen Hurts. No, Go ahead. I mean, my point was gonna be it's like it's like we forgot this guy was an MVP oh, candidate but, in in 2017. I mean, he threw 4,000 yards last year, and not one receiver had like more than 600 yards. You know, receiving. He he continues to do it with nothing. I mean, his biggest thing for me is durability. He's missed 
uh, you know, eight regular season games. And and I know Nick Foles really puts a damper on him, but I, I like Carson Wentz. I have him as my QB six. I know I'm playing with fire on the durability, but I, I think when the guy's there, I think the quarterback makes the weapons and you don't, I mean, Baker Mayfield showed us last year. We're going to talk about that jabroni here in just a few minutes. Uh, I mean, he showed us last year. You, you can have the Noah's Ark of, of receiving and, and, and offensive weapons and still not do jack shit. So, I mean, the fact that, that Carson Wentz took chicken, sal- chicken shit and turned it into chicken salad should tell you all that you needed to know last year. <laughs> Oh All man, right. I forgot I forgot how, how restrained he keeps himself on his own show. Well, when, and the last question he asked before we go on air. Can we can we curse on here? Good. Noted. And I got uh, it in with two seconds ago, yes. Yeah. Wentz, I it's not that I'm like full on anti Carson Wentz. It's just for me, I'm not I'm not super excited about landing him where I have to for the price tag I have to pay. I think he's a he's a eight I think he's more of like, you know, in that eight to twelve range. And I just think that's kind of where he tops out at. So for, for me, I think he's he's fine if, if you want to rank him uh, in that range. Six would be a little bit rich for me. But uh, for, well, usually when he comes around, I'm just kicking that can and getting a quarterback next time. Bye. All right. Uh, real quick before we go there, uh, this was a question for, uh, for Josh Allen, our statement. John Brown was his number one option last year. He definitely improved his, uh, his uh, option game this year, that's for sure. And then this part I didn't understand. I think he was talking about Kyle. Um, I'm not sure. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he was talking about. What right, the we'll hell? On there. I don't know. Your league dude just went up, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to go over to uh, the first rookie off the board. We're going to go with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, who has all the, all the weapons, man, uh, all the opportunity. Okay, offensive line. Uh, but is it going to be that that rookie cluster or that rookie gold? Jernigan, remember when we were having this conversation in a in a league chat? Maybe it was before the draft. It was probably had to be February, and I can't remember what it was where it was for. But I mean, you brought it up, and you were like, "I think Burrow's like in my top 10. and everybody was like, "Just lighten you up." And I and then mm-hmm. I was kind of going through it. And I'm like, "Yeah, I just don't. I don't know if there's how many guys I'm going to put ahead of him. I mean, you know, so." Uh, and then when I, you're looking at now the price tag, at the, I mean, he is he is legit here. He is secure. He's in this ADP wise. He's in a tier with Allen, Wentz, Burrow, and then it's another 15 to 16 pick gap um, before we get to number 10. So I mean, he's he's solidly there according to ADP. It's it's tough. So there's there's a couple things here. There's a couple good quarterbacks behind him, which makes it tough to put him up here. But I definitely have him up here still. Nothing. <sighs> And I should preface this by saying in all the years I've been doing Dynasty, my quarterback hit rating is definitely variable, especially compared to some of the other positions. But everything I've seen on tape with Burrow is just impressive. Like every part of his game is impressive. He can scramble. He can stay calm in the pocket. He uses blockers. You know, he helps his O-line hold their blocks longer by making these subtle moves. He makes all the throws. I love Joe Burrow. Absolutely love him. And, you know, playing in the SEC, it's not like he plays chump teams all year, you know. 60 touchdowns, six interceptions is ridiculous on a a season. And he played Alabama, 393 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions against Alabama. That's practically a pro defense right there. Uh, Neutral site against Georgia, 349, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Clemson, 463 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. The numbers he put up were completely insane. I think this carries over. He's got a decent set of weapons uh, in Cincinnati. That O-line scares the crap out of me. They were one of the worst offensive lines in all of football in 2019. But if any rookie quarterback can come in and, and make up for a bad offensive line, I really believe it's Burrow. And from a dynasty perspective, he might not break out of the gate this year. But I think if they continue to try to improve that line, I think he could be, you know, a, a complete stud. And, and mind you, that offensive line, uh, if we're getting into that, Jonah Williams was their 11th overall pick last year, and he missed the entire season uh, mm-hmm. left tackle uh, due to injury. So he should be back this year. That line could potentially be quite a bit better. All right. I uh, dig it. Kyle, anything before I go after Mr. Burrow? The the oh. only thing for the only thing for me is is again the, just I guess this tier of where they're going in ADP, like similar to Wentz. Like 
I I just the price just seems a little bit too rich. I usually like the other players that are available at that spot in the draft, but I usually go that route versus picking Burrow. But I mean, for me, he was the clear 101 in Superflex leagues and rookie drafts. Uh, he was worth that price tag, you know, from that standpoint. But if you're talking like startup and what you have to the price tag you had to pay there or the equivalent of a trade, it, it was just a little bit too rich for me. I'm gonna let it let it you know get over the hump and then buy him a little bit cheaper um you know 85 cents on the dollar in week eight or whatever well just tell me if you've heard this story before we got a 23 year old first overall pick quarterback transfer from one major college to another going to a historically inept franchise in ohio ironically with an orange color pattern with an over his skis overmatched head coach who went in college was surrounded by First overall, I mean, excuse me, uh, first round pick running back, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. First round wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. A first round wide receiver next year in Jamar Chase, a guy who landed on the Redskins in Thaddeus Moss. If you look down our list of quarterbacks and where they went to school, how many of what I call the trust fund quarterbacks do you see? What's a trust fund quarterback? That's an Alabama quarterback. That's an Oklahoma quarterback. Because why are they a trust fund kid? Because they get one of everything. I need, need need three or four uh, first round wide receivers. We got that for you. You need you need some elite all purpose running backs. We got some of those. All, all SEC offensive linemen. Yep, we got that. Defense to let you just run the score up on people. Yep, we got some of that too. Then they come in. They're riding high on the hog, man. Winning national championships, going to the national playoff series like Baker and like and like Joe Burrow. And then they wind up in a craptastic city. Sorry, Cincinnati, but it's the fact. You killed Carson. Ooh. You killed Carson Palmer to the point to where he wanted to go to Oakland. I rest my case, Your Honor. At his at this ADP with him ninth overall, you are playing with fire and gasoline, and ain't no way in hell I'm I'm banking on orange and black stripes. Get the hell out of here! Dang, I'm glad I went before him. Holy What's shit! Up? Tell us how you really feel, Randy. Tell yeah, us how you really don't feel. hold back. <laughs> you want me to tell you the truth? No, you're no, no. You're good. You're good. You want me to be that guy that Peter o, uh, Overzet made fun of? Let me tell you about some of my buys and some of my sales. No, man. I'm drinking over here. I love it, man. I love, I love it. it. I, I guess my retort to that would be you, in theory, have A.J. Green, who now seems to be checked back in because he's already talking about how excited he is about this offense. It's kind of a trope. But, I mean, this is a guy who voluntarily sat out the majority of last year. Um, but then you got Tyler Boyd too, who's, who's another weapon, and Mixon is a guy we all like. I I think he's got some of these, you know, t- guys who can be upper echelon type guys to to help him out. I, I, and I agree with that. I, I like all the guys. And you forgot T. Higgins. T. Higgins is yeah, a wide T. receiver. I, I want the most in Cincinnati. But how'd that work out for Baker? He had two All Pros. He had Landry and Beckham. I, I I personally believe Baker has so much attitude. I think that kind of bit him. I actually, well, I mean, we'll talk about Baker later, but I can't think, wait. Can't wait. And that will yeah. get the hell out of the way because All Memphis right. is coming through. <laughs> All right. Memphis, what's in that glass, buddy? What's in the glass? Uh, uh, just a little bourbon. A little. It's a small glass, not not much for. That was a, that's like a, a two-ton two Yeti there. Um, I had bourbon, too. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm oh, just I'm, I'm fired up to be on the Word on the Street podcast. I love it. Why, why not? Like, I have water over here. I got no. I got my beer. It's empty already. I've been trying oh. to have to stay hydrated to listen to all this Memphis preaching. Swim <laughs> beer as well. <laughs> all right, let's go on to uh, uh, let's go on to one 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 and a half rounds later. Let's go to Matt, uh, Matt Ryan. So we go from the young, the young rookie. Damn, that was that was still on the rookie. Uh, we go from the young rookie to the old man Matt Ryan, who can't run anywhere, but he can put up forty five hundred yards almost and twenty six touchdowns, and that was a bad year for him because it's his, he was on his every other year subscription. So uh, let's talk about Matt Ryan for a minute. I have no hot takes on Matt Ryan. He's like he's like. Yeah, he's getting dude, I Matty, Ice, my time. <laughs> Matty Ice has dirt cutter. Bam. That's all you need to know. They are going to continue to put up some big numbers this year. Uh, you know, with Julio Jones coming really some elite weapons. It's it just really it comes down to how where you're at with your team. If you're you know, if you're a contender for this year and next, you know, you can go get Matty Ice and feel good about it. If you're if you're looking for, you know, 2022 success. 
this is not your guy. You know, he's, he, he might be there in 2022, but you can cash out a little bit early now and, and focus on his replacement over the next year or two. So it, it for Matt Ryan, it, it is literally that easy. I think, it you know, when you're talking about Burrow or Wentz or Allen, those are both now and later guys, even again, speaking of that short window earlier, Ryan, very, you know, for me, if I'm a contender, this is a guy that I'm going to get and trying to, you know, get him at a discount because, oh, you know, he's 35, six, whatever. And, you know, he's not going to help your team if you're going, if you're approaching a non-contending team. So uh, I, I, he, for, if you're talking about just 2020, um, he's at QB seven for me. So, you know, take that for what you hit, Will. And I'll just say this real quick is that, I mean, he's only thrown 4,000 or more yards, nine straight years, nine straight years. And then you can go 10 years. He's had 20 or more touchdowns. And if you throw out the 20 in 2017 and the 21 in 2015, he's not had less than 26. And we remember, you know, some of those every other years. But this is a guy who, yes, he is capable of throwing 20 touchdowns, but he's also capable of throwing 38 like he did in 2016 and 35 like he did in 2018. So you take the good with the bad with Matt Ryan, but he's the guy that you can draft it, you know, right around the, the QB1, QB2 break point. And I, if you're a contender or you want a solid asset, I mean, you know, in this day and age, I think he's like 34, 35. I mean, he's got two, three good years left. He plays in a dome eight times a year, once in New Orleans in good weather in Florida. I mean, 10 of his games are in favorable conditions, great weapons. So, yeah. and, and much like Dak, a shitty defense. Well, what more could you want? Yeah. Hell yeah. Got <laughs> <laughs> to know where to take offense that or? No, no, this um, defense is a good shit. All right, so I don't think we're going to destroy Matt Ryan much. And it's it's an even year, so if, if, uh, I will, if history I will provides say, itself, say it this. I think right. he is he's he's the most expensive of like a very smart crew. Most expensive of what? I was saying he's the most expensive of a very similar crew, so we haven't got to those guys yet. But of a similar crew, I think there's some other guys that are getting pushed down in ADP, and they're way cheaper, you know, and, but similar, in my opinion, what they can do. Got it. Upside. Similar upside. Okay. Uh, number eleven, Daniel Jones. Let's get back to the youth, the youth movement for the uh, the dynasty. So he is number eleven, and he where's his stats for last year? Daniel Jones, you had five hundred yards. No, <laughs> there it is. Uh, <laughs> so right. I want to call 3, you out. Twenty-seven yards, so a little bit over okay. three thousand yards, twenty-four touchdowns. So. And that was in 12 games. So give him another, another third of the sub. So he was on pace for 4,000. Not bad. He's on pace for 30, 32 touchdowns. Not bad. Never had, and he never had all of his weapons on the field at the same time. Uh, the only time he had all his receiving weapons on the field at the same time, uh, the three receivers and Ingram was one game and Saquon didn't play. So we, we, you know, on top of all that, Jason Garrett coming in, new offense, new, new coaching staff, a lot of question marks. Um, you know, again, I just, with all these guys outside of the top six, that just the price tag just seems a little pricey. And if you hit on them last year, kind of similar to what Memphis was saying about Lamar, like if you got Daniel Jones at that cheap price tag, which I know I did, I know Memphis was on that train last, last year, get scooping them up in super flex leagues uh, at a ridiculous discount. You're feeling good, like you, you're you're feeling real good about that. But for startups, uh, I just feel like again these guys are just a little too high in ADP for me. He's, he's way too high in ADP for me. Uh, he's my quarterback seventeen. Oh wow! Dang. Um, he You're was he was he was quarterback twenty. What's that? Do you clean the shovel off? <laughs> Burying that mofo. He was he was quarterback twenty four last year. At times, he made some of the ugliest throws you saw in the NFL. Uh, he had a league-high 18 fumbles. You keep that up as an NFL quarterback, you don't play. I mean, that's all there is to it. And I, I, I some of his weapons are okay. Like, I like Slayton quite a bit. I like Barkley, obviously. I think Ingram can be better than he has been if he can stay on the field. Tate is past his prime. It, he's a yak monster if he's healthy and, and you know, back in the day, definitely. How much longer can he keep that up? Sterling Shepard, you know, he kind of is what he is. And frankly, I don't think I trust the front office to make this team kind of turn around in any kind of quick fashion. 
so th those are my concerns with Jones. And, and there's guys below him that I, I would definitely take ahead of him. Um, if you guys like podcasts where everyone disagrees, at least I disagree with everyone, welcome back. Because here I go. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Jones last year, to, to Bob's point, he played 12 games, and in four of those games, he gave you 28 or more points. He's more than capable of winning you a week. And go back and do some investigation on the clapper. That's Jason Garrett, for those that don't know about the soft clap on the sidelines. And go, go back and look at his QB's finishes from the time when he was an offensive coordinator and head coach in Dallas with Dak and with uh, Tony Romo. Because I got news for you, it was a QB one every season except for the two that Tony Romo got injured. And then you talk about the weapons. You talk about Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley out of the backfield. I'm, I'm a little concerned about the offensive line. It's sketchy. And then as of today, as we were recording this, Nate Solder, the right or left tackle one, opted out of the season for the COVID policy. But I, I, I don't see, you know, what's not to like about this guy. I mean, he's, he's got the upside. He's got the weapons. I, I do agree that the front office is ran by hobos and shoe clerks, but I mean, they'll figure that out eventually. And but but just a guy that I, I saw a lot of upside and I do agree with the fumbles. You cannot fumble the ball 18 times and lose, I think, seven of those and expect to keep a job for long. But he was a rookie. I mean, he was a rookie who showed real flashes. And I, I would much rather have him than a lot of the guys we're getting ready to talk about. I, I, would, I would take Daniel Jones today over Joe Burrow. As, uh -huh. as a Lions fan, I can assure you the front office doesn't always just figure it out. <laughs> this uh, is true. Jay Hartman had put up the comment: Jones has a horrible early uh, early schedule, and I've 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 heard the mm -hmm. same thing. But how concerned is anyone concerned about that, or you just? Uh, I mean, in redraft, yes, in redraft, you'll be able to scoop yeah. this guy up off the waiver wire in week four because sure, he yeah. faces like San Francisco and a couple of other murderous. Yeah, I think Chicago. He was there or something. He was, yeah. he was QB. He was QB fourteen for me, and then when I started looking at the schedule breakdown thing like that, he just slid down because once you get past that top ten, you're in Streamsville anyway. So mm -hmm. you you get a guy that that you either got to pair him with somebody you feel real comfortable with that you know you can get later, or you just kick it and and get somebody else. Um, so that's why Jones slid down for me. He's QB eighteen for me in twenty twenty. And it also gets very rough for Daniel Jones in the playoffs, too. The fantasy playoffs mm -hmm. are also not Chuck. Now, in the middle, he could be the guy that, you know, you because because of COVID, you're going to want to carry more than one quarterback this year. You're just going to want – he's the kind of guy that if you can have him as your QB, two, and you can mix and match some schedules with someone else toward the middle, I think you'd love him. There you go. He's got to be really good for two games a year right here. There, Light him up. There you go. Darren Gray, <laughs> just agree with you. Uh, just as you were saying that, he said, happy to have him as my – QB two in uh, San Francisco. Uh, we, know, Harvin, uh, we know Darren has a drink of the pod. We know that. Harvin took the uh, time to uh, correct us and say eleven lost fumbles. Mister, uh, oh man, yeah, out there, yeah, Andy, yeah, Barbosa yeah. hopped on long enough to say yo yo yo. Of course, in traditional Barbosa time, laid his shit to the pod, but that's okay. Um, and he uh, put in there, damn hobos. I don't know. He's probably talking about me that one. Probably. All right, so it was 11 lost fumbles. He fumbled 18 times, but he only right. lost 11. I apologize. Yeah, I, I, had a backwards. I had a backwards. I knew he had the 18 as well, and I had it backwards. I thought he lost seven and, and recovered 11, but I had. A, I agree. Same with, same with Jernigan. All right. We're going uh, to make this, instead of a top 24, we're going to make this a top 12 because we promised you a happy hour, and we're rolling up on that hour. We're not done, though. This is only number 11. We're saving the heat. Uh, that, that this man's about to bring, I think, for the uh, for the last guy. Uh, Zimmerman says, uh, Brett Zimmerman on the YouTube says, what's up, fellas? What up? All right. Hey, so, bro. number 12. Number 12. Oh, boy. Soft clap. Oh, boy. Should we make you go last? Journey, uh, oh, man. <laughs> He's gonna, yeah. right, it's uh, Baker Mayfield, number 12. He is uh, 53rd off the board. That's the middle of the fifth round in a startup. And uh, what do we got there? Oh, I mean, there was a lot of buildup to this, but I don't have super strong feelings about Baker one way or I, another. I, All right, I anybody love him before Memphis kills him? How about that? So, no, love, no. But the fact, like, no. uh, we were in a super flex startup that I was in with Memphis – um, 
And I landed, I had Baker as my QB one because I was in a, well, first off Memphis traded back up and sniped the shit out of me for Carson Wentz bastard. And then, uh, (laughs) so then I had, then I just gave up on getting quarterbacks pretty much. Baker was sitting there at like quarterback, like 16. Um, and it was late, you know, it was much later than it was later than 12. That was for sure. So at that point, you know, I was be- like, all right, let's bank on the fact that his weapons are freaking unreal. And that's that's literally it. Now, didn't work out last year, but Kevin's the fancy coming in. Um, I did write an article for uh, uh, for Red Shirts about um, Kevin Stefanski. He did what he needed to do last year to not get fired. He literally was given an interim OC job because the offensive coordinator before him uh, was fired for passing the ball too much. He immediately came in, ran the ball a crap ton. Stefanski mm-hmm. from Minnesota – dating back to Brett Favre. So just because he is one year with Zerman as head coach and, uh, and what, oh, geez in here now. Here we go. Uh, he came for the Memphis. Um, uh, Stefanski was there with, what's his face? Old man, Denver, Kubiak, in his ear the entire time, making sure that they were going to run the damn ball, and they did that. So now Stefanski's free outside of apparently this analytics czar that's going to be overseeing him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether they are going to be as run heavy as Minnesota was last year, or if they're going to throw the ball a little bit more. So Baker does not make it into the top 12 for me. Um, but I think if his price tag dips down to around QB 15, you know, I'll take the shot at him. Like I said, I mean, this list that we're looking at has Baker as the QB 12. I have him as QB 11. So, you know, I can't really, it's not a super hot take. I don't think. And what I would bank on is, number one, the weapons, like Kyle said, and number two, hopefully he's learned a little humility after last year. They went into last year thinking they were the greatest thing since sliced bread with all these weapons, and it did not pan out. I just hope he's working harder. I I still think the opportunity is going to be there. He still has the weapons. I think this year maybe he focuses a little more, and that's why I think he's kind of appropriately ranked. Right. And uh, I, I need. I wish I had my soundboard ready. I'd play a little Joker, and here we go. Um, here we go. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm going to start with this. Do you know the other team besides New England that expressed any interest in Cam Newton? It was Cleveland. Do you know who mm-hmm. Cleveland's paying 18 million dollars over the next three years to be their backup quarterback and has direct ties to Kevin Stefanski? Case Keenum. Case Keenum. And do you, and what does that tell you? How much confidence does this new head coach have in Baker? I've been saying it all offseason. He's the only QB2 that you can pay QB1 prices for. What the fuck am I missing? He had a worse, he had a worse QBR, excuse me, he had a worse QB rating last year than Mitch Trubisky. Write that down. He finishes the QB16 as a rookie. He finishes a QB20 last year. And now we're bringing in Bill Callahan to be the offensive line coach. We're bringing in Stefanski, and I've, I've got the one one year sample size. He was dead last in eleven personnel. I mean, he's got Jarvis Landry. He's been given everything under the sun, and yet we just can't get enough of this guy. I get the swagger, man. I get the confidence, but it's putting zero fantasy points on your roster. I would much rather have. I'm looking at the list, man. Give me Jared Goff. You know why? Because he threw the ball 626 times last year, Baker's not going to do it. My my one of my two hot takes I'm down for on the season right now is that Baker Mayfield will be the worst statistical quarterback in the AFC North, but they'll lead Cleveland to the playoffs. Why? They're going to lean on Nick Chubb. They're going to lean on Kareem Hunt and and this running game. You know that defense last year did not give up 300 passing yards once last year. That is a good defense. And, and how, did, how did the Minnesota Vikings win last year? Oh, what do you know? They ran the ball, and Kirk Cousins had his worst QB finish in his career since he's been the starter. QB 15 was his worst seasonal finish. That's what you're hoping for with Baker Mayfield. You're hoping – oh, by the way, Kirk Cousins did it in a dome. Baker's got to do it in Cleveland. Oh, he plays Pittsburgh twice. And he plays Baltimore twice. And Cincinnati invested a lot in the defense. This is not about Baker the guy or Baker the person. This is about volume and value. Baker is overvalued. You're paying way too much for him. And the volume, it's going south. How do you protect a quarterback that you're not too sure of? You run the ball. You bring in a fullback, which they did. You bring in an old stodgy offensive line coach in Bill Callahan, and you protect him. There'll be some nice play action here. 
Oh, and by the way, can't wait for Odell Beckham to potentially blow up the locker room the way Stephon Diggs did. You think if Stephon Diggs was the baby diva, wait till Odell Beckham, you know, gets 63 catches this year. That, that, that locker room will go nuclear. The only thing I want anything really to do with this offense in general is the running backs. I love Nick Chubb. I love Kareem Hunt. But like I said before, and I will say again, Baker Mayfield's the only QB2 that you can pay QB1 prices for, kids. So there you go. Baker Mayfield. Damn. Damn. So that was solid. What's that? that what's solid. that? What's that? Steve? What's that? Steve Smith quote where he's like, uh, "I want to, I want, I want your mama to be embarrassed when she watches sports there next day. See how I did you like that, <laughs> right? Something like that. That's what Memphis does to Baker Mayfield. Well, and, and by the way, this is this is a fun stat with Odell that I I kind of accidentally stumbled upon last year when I was writing a piece for somebody. But uh, yeah, Sammy Watkins is somebody who you think of as super injury p- prone. He came out the same year as Odell Beckham. He's played one more game than Beckham in his career. Damn Lego yeah. shoe. O- Odell Beckham has not been a wide receiver one since 2016. If he doesn't do it this year, that will be a half of decade of non-wide. And again, he, he's the wide receiver one, too, that you can pay. You can way overpay for <laughs> yeah. Again, it, it just becomes such a narrative. And, and I'm very passionate about some of these guys. But at the end of the day, you're looking for three things. You're looking for value. So far, not not too many. Like that's my that's my number one concern about Lamar is that you're buying him at the peak of his value. It's my number one concern about Kyler. You're buying him very expensive, and there's not much room to grow. And mm-hmm. the same thing with, with Baker. You're not getting any. You're not getting any value. There, there's there's too many concerns, and there's safer options. You know, Kyle mentioned it earlier with the likes of Matt Ryan, with Matt Stafford. You know, you can build out a great running back room and a great wide receiver core because at the end of the day, it's about putting points in your starting lineup each and every week. And the biggest frustration for me as someone who likes to help people with dynasty is people would like to lose with a really sexy roster as opposed to win with an ugly roster. It's the most confounding thing in the goddamn world. And yes, I cuss a lot, but I do love Jesus. <laughs> and on that note, my internet connection dropped again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so uh, that was the top 12. We are going to end it on that note. Uh, we appreciate everybody who is watching, who is chiming in, who is giving their, their, their comments. We got one more. Uh, what the fuck, Kyle? Not bearded up. Oh, letting the my down. beard. Yeah, you don't even know. That's G, right? That's G. If, if yeah, Kyle has for like three months, he'll come out looking like Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could get that. One hair. That's how I know it's Kyle's beard. There's one hair there. That's Kyle's beard. <laughs> I was going to say, My, Kyle hasn't shaved in three weeks. There's no reason for me to even try. It's it's straight pedo or I got the Orton. That's it. There, nothing in this area here. <laughs> I gotta think that my 13 year old now has to shave more often than that's Kyle. true. <laughs> that's true. That's that's a good uh, thing though. I can hit up like a Harry's trial, and that's my razor for that decade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't you guys uh, remind us where you can be found before we shut this shit down? <laughs> well, I'm at uh, Mike Jernigan79 on Twitter. That's where you can find me. I do some work with fakepigskin.com. Look for my stuff there. Awesome. Babyface Assassin, why don't you go next? Yeah, my beardless ass can be found at Kyle FF Fellas on Twitter. You can find it at the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I've had all these gentlemen on this show. It's been a ton of fun. Looking forward to kicking some ass in 2020. Uh, this has been fun, Bob. Thanks for the invite, bro. No problem. Memphis, I'm sure you'll agree with this one before you go. Baker, here hurts all the value of all great receivers. Um, on, and Andres Barbosa says, and he says, don't end it. We're ending it, buddy. You calm down. <laughs> That's the guy who shows up with 10 minutes left. I, I will I will uh, I will come back on this podcast next week if I need to to break down 13 through 24. But Bob, I really appreciate because I, I have learned from doing podcasts as long as I have. Um, like I said, it started back with Jernigan and, and Warzone many moons ago. But when you have this much laughter and fun, you know it was a great show. And thank you so much. Um, it's a lot of fun. I host a Dynasty Warzone. We're much more family friendly. Over there, we like to produce a podcast that you can listen to in the car with the kids or in the cubicle at work without getting fired. But it's Dynasty Wars, and we drop every Wednesday. We're getting ready to roll out a Debbie show once a month and uh, some gambling DFS stuff coming up in season. So uh, check out the Dynasty Wars on uh, all your major pod platforms. 
Awesome, guys. I completely appreciate you guys coming on. And we there is going to be a continuation of this one week from today, starting one hour and four minutes ago. Uh, so, well, you know, might just have to see the same faces. We'll have to talk. Uh, but that's all for this show. I can be found on Twitter at Bob3Toad, on YouTube at Bob3Toad with uh, Wizards, uh, Bob3Toad Warriors. Listen to new shows that are coming out on Mondays and Thursdays, and the replay of this is available on Saturdays. And uh, just about everywhere podcasts can be found and on the YouTubes. So the Fantasy Football Hump Day Happy Hour is live 8 p.m. Central every week. That's all for now. It's been Bob Street Toad Warriors with Kyle, Mike, Randy. And uh, to remind you, soon enough, we hope soon enough, you'll be able to hit the waiver wire, set your lineups, and dominate your opponents. But until then, see you.